Hi, this is Tia Sirkar. I play Sabine Wren on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to Twin Suns Transmission. Of course, it ends where it began. A desert planet with twin suns. Hey, my name is Taylor Gray, and I play Ezra Bridger in Star Wars Rebels. I hope you enjoy this week's episode of Twin Suns Transmission. Here's where the fun begins. Let's make this a bit more interesting. You've taken your first step into a larger world. The garbage will do! Nothing will stand in our way. May the force be with us. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Twin Suns Transmission. I'm your host, Eric Pfeiffer, joined as always by Jesse Sanfilippo. Hey guys. It's been a couple weeks since we've done an episode, but we are back and we're very excited to talk about Star Wars as usual. And this is going to be an episode where we pretty much just talk about the Star Wars news, Jesse. There's been a lot to discuss and uh, I don't know about you, but I've missed our, our Star Wars conversations over the last three weeks. So I'm very excited to dive back into it. I know it's been like a dry spell since celebration, so yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Well, we haven't done this in a while with resistance and celebration news and everything, but uh, we used to have a segment of our show called How's Your Star Wars? How's your Star Wars? Oh, job up. Yo, that's a country club. Oh, job up. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. And we're actually going to bring that back today. And this is a segment where Jesse and I talk a lot about um, things that have been going on in our lives related to Star Wars. And actually, this time, Jesse, you and I, we have the same How's Your Star Wars. So do you want to tell everyone what that is? Yeah. So recently. Eric has been finding all of these trivia events in actually closer to my house in my area, uh, the Lombard area, um, where there's all these bars, wine bars, all kinds of places are having Star Wars trivia events right now. So we've kind of been hopping around to each of these and dominating, if I <laughs> do say so myself. <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And... I don't know about you, but like Star Wars trivia is one of those things where when I was a kid, that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to know about the story of Star Wars, and it's cool seeing that pay off. Right, and I feel like I'm not like trivia-focused usually, mm -hmm. but I feel like I immerse myself in it so often nowadays that I'm like coming away from these things like surprised with myself, being like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Look at all the stuff I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, you I can definitely tell that you are a lot more well versed, I guess is the right way to say it. Right. Then I remember when I first started the show. Yeah. yeah. When I first started the show, it was I mean, I was brought on as like a newer fan of Star Wars. We said that right when I first started. Um, so I was just kinda like with all you guys and like we played trivia games every now and then and I was like oh yep don't know that I like this <laughs> stuff but I don't know that yet and now yeah. it's just like oh yeah sure I got this yeah <laughs> well and trivia trivia nights are fun you know I know you've done some with Harry Potter and things like that as well I mean it's a lot of fun you you gather your friends 
you go to a venue and a lot of the people that are there and granted not everyone that's there is a star wars fan but one cool thing about the last one that we all went to is that we actually knew some people that were there and they ended up getting us like some appetizers and things like that just for showing up to their local hangout spot you know and we didn't even know they were going to be there it was just like oh hey How's it going? And, you know, it, it's cool to just run into people that you either know or other fans that are liking the same thing that you like. And, you know, that friendly competition is pretty cool. Yeah. And at one of the places, we actually ran into 501st members who had just been at Celebration. So it was cool. We got to chat Celebration with them. Um, yeah, it it's fun getting to be with a bunch of other massive Star Wars fans just hanging out. Yeah, and I feel like May is the time to do Star Wars trivia because not only do you have the anniversaries of the first six films, but you also have May the 4th and you have George Lucas's birthday and May's just a huge month for Star Wars. So um, if you are looking for Star Wars trivia, I would definitely start looking now. Just go onto either Facebook or Google type in Star Wars trivia and then whatever state you live in and see what shows up. Um, That's that's basically what I've been doing. And once you're interested, like on Facebook, for example, if you're interested in one trivia event, it will be like, hey, here's a suggested event for you. And it's, you know, probably a themed trivia night for something that you're into. So I would definitely uh, keep tabs on that if you want to start doing these because they're a lot of fun. And most of the time they're free. Um, there are some that when you get really into some serious ones, it requires like a 5 or $10 deposit, which I haven't done any of those in years. But most of the time they're free. You just go, you hang out, and answer Star Wars questions, which is pretty fun. All right, let's start talking about the newest Star Wars news. And Jesse, we've got some books that were announced. Yes, so we had a massive slew of Journey to the Rise of Skywalker books um, that are going to be released in the next coming months towards more of the fall area, starting in November. These are all starting to come out. Um, some of the biggest ones are The Rise of Skywalker, Resistance Reborn, and this is going to be a Poe, Leia, Ray, Finn um, novel that is an adult novel, and it's going to go into the struggle to rebuild the resistance after the defeat at the hands of the first order from the last jedi so we're going to get pretty much it seems like right where we picked off from the last jedi hopefully get some leia development since we know we're gonna you know we're just pulling scenes from other movies at this point to get our leia conclusion so maybe they'll kind of develop us in that direction with her um, which will be really nice And then another one that seems really awesome is going to be a young adult novel that is going to be called Force Collector. And this, for me, is another indicator. I have this theory going that I think I've mentioned on this show before that these children of the Force who are being born with no one to teach them are going to play a big part in The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, But this one is about a young teenager who actually collects Force items and is a Force user himself. Um, It just talks about how he compares himself to the old Jedi legends. So that is really interesting to me. I think that's the one I'm the most excited about. 
Yeah. Um, that one, I feel like I'm really going to connect with that one, first of all, because I don't know why, but I really like a lot of the young reader novels that are coming out. And I also, you know, to me, I am a collector, and I I don't want to say I've compared myself to people like Steve Sansweet because it's impossible, but at the same time, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where you're always like, oh, well, maybe one day I'll have a collection like that, you know, or right. maybe one day I'll have a barn where I can display all my stuff, or, you know, maybe one day I'll get to Steve Sansweet's level or whatever, but it's just you know, being a collector and being a part of that community, there's a lot of really cool things. Um, and it makes you definitely think. So I'm super excited about this one. Right. And in this gut, this kid's like backpack on the very front cover, you know, he's got a lightsaber. He's looks like he's got a holocron. It looks like he has a training lightsaber training. Can't think of what it's called. That hovering ball that the shoots remote, lasers yeah. at you. Training. Remote. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he's got a Stormtrooper helmet, um, like an original Stormtrooper helmet. He's just, this kid looks like he's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah. And then we also have a couple comic series coming out. Um, there's going to be a mini series of four issues that's going to be all Leia centered, and she's reaching back out to the Mon Calamari to help rebuild the Rebel Alliance. So that'll be really fun to get all that Leia goodness leading up to The Rise of Skywalker. We also have a little golden book, which is cute. A couple of children's young reader books. A light side with Rey and a dark side with Kylo one. Heroes and villains. And then really fun, there's a couple of really cool ones, which is my favorite, is the Poe and Finn adventure book which is going to allow you to choose your own adventure and there's 20 different possible outcomes which i think will be really fun even though it's definitely for children but i'm totally going to do it <laughs> um you know what though if if tv shows like resistance and rebels and clone wars like if those are any indication and i'm this way as well like just because it's meant for a younger audience doesn't mean that older audience members cannot enjoy things geared towards younger people you know what I mean oh yeah oh yeah it's it's just it's more Star Wars yeah and it's something we love so you just can't pass up on it in my opinion (laughs) and then this book this next one is actually described the format is a middle grade novel which is a format I've never heard of so I'm not quite sure what it means Um, but it does have an illustrator listed when these other novels did not so i'm assuming it's going to be like a chapter picture book which might be kind of cool um it's called spark of the resistance and it has ray front and center on the cover and with the falcon and a uh, first order trooper helmet so well, it looks like it I looks really cool one. yeah you do um and it's going to be a ray poe rose centered story and they are going to be facing down the first order and encountering a new weapon so that sounds pretty cool i'm excited to see an illustrated novel that'll be really fun then there's some of those star wars adventures comics coming out the ultimate visual guide is coming out and they're including a it's going to include the last jedi solo a star wars story resistance and a sneak peek of the rise of skywalker and that one's actually coming out in october so it will be before we get to see the rise of skywalker so i 
I'm not sure what kind of a sneak peek it's going to be, but oh man, I that need should that be one. pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah. I think we need all of these. Um, there's going to be a sticker adventure book, uh, and then the rest of these are coming out on the day or close to the day of the movie release. These are all the next ones are coming out in December. Is this Star Wars Ships and Battles book, which is a movie magic making of book, which looks really fun. Um, so I'm assuming it's going to have some of the final battle things from The Rise of Skywalker in it that might be secret. A ultimate pop-up galaxy guide book, which is really exciting to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Those are so intricate and cool to look at. Um, a couple other kids' books coming out here. Search and Find. Um, the art of the rise of skywalker which is probably the coolest book cover i've ever seen yeah um which i'm sure you guys have seen it circulating the internet lately it is um ray mirrored upside down with kylo and they are in locked in battle and it's just gorgeous yeah and these art books like i know i've talked about them before on the show but they give you so much insight, not only to, you know, the original concepts and, and the original designs, but like what the artists were thinking of and the right. original, you know, maybe names for somebody like, I think it was in the Force Awakens book, Ray's name was originally going to be Kira, K-I-R-A, um, which is kind of interesting that Q-I-R-A is Kira from Solo. You know, I think they just recycled that name, maybe spelled it differently. It gives you, these books give you so much insight onto things like that, and I love it. And it's just like a beautiful coffee table book, like something to just keep out and displayed. Yeah. Um, it's just gorgeous. Um, we're also getting a visual, a visual dictionary that is exclusive just going to be Rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary. Um, that's coming out on the 20th. It's going to be written by Pablo Hidalgo. Um, 20th of December, that is. And then, of course, the official movie rendition of The Rise of Skywalker is coming out on the day of the 20th as well. A really beautiful little Ray picture book will be coming out a couple days prior to The Rise of Skywalker hitting theaters. It looks so empowering the galaxy needs you and it talks about the individuality of every person and how all of us contribute to the world and are important which is super cute and goes totally with ray's nobody theme so we'll see if we stick with that yeah <laughs> and then the official guide to the rise of skywalker is the last one here coming out on the 20th of december and that is going to be a 96-page informative guide for the younger fans. So the mirror of the visual dictionary for a younger audience, which is cool. That is super cool. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit about this later when we get to talking about our book club. But um, for me, I've, had, I've always had a problem reading. And Star Wars was a way for me to overcome that problem. It wasn't that I couldn't read, but it was comprehending what I read because I have an issue where I'll start reading something, but then I'll think about something else, but I'll still be reading, if that makes any sense. I know it makes complete sense to me because I definitely do that. <laughs> yeah. And then I don't understand what I just read, but I'm like three pages ahead of the last thing I remember. So I have to then go back 
and that's why I started listening to audiobooks, but then I got to a point in audiobooks where when I'm driving, I'm also thinking about something else and not paying attention to what I'm listening to. So we're we're doing this book club now, which is completely helping me because I have a notebook and I write everything down. Literally every single thing that happens, I write down in my notebook and I am comprehending it like I've never comprehended any Star Wars book that we have. So I think this has sort of revitalized my you know, wishes to read. And so I'm very excited for all these books to come out. Yeah, I agree. I did the last journey uh, to the last Jedi and I was really glad that I made it through all of the novels at least because um, mm-hmm. it really gave some really good insight on characters that you don't always necessarily get to spend the amount of time you want to on the big screen because, you know, they only have so much storytelling they can do in a short amount of time. So these books really do help um, give depth to all these characters. Absolutely. Well, we've been going through some good stuff related to The Rise of Skywalker, and a lot of times what we talk about on this show is very exciting, and it's new upcoming things that we're excited about. But occasionally we do lose members of the Star Wars community and of the Star Wars family. And on April 30th, we lost Peter Mayhew, who is well known for his role as Chewbacca in not only the original trilogy, but in episode three. And he was also brought on as a consultant for Chewbacca in the Clone Wars. And he was also in some scenes as Chewie in The Force Awakens. Chewbacca has been one of the most popular Star Wars characters in existence. Like, even if you haven't seen the movies, you know who Chewbacca is. And, um, you know, Peter was someone that was consistently at Star Wars Celebration and made it to Star Wars Weekends and you know, attended events and was constantly interacting with fans. And, you know, much like Carrie Fisher, this this one really hits hard. I've I've been to dinner with Peter Mayhew. Um, I've met him multiple times, got his autograph, and it it sucks. It really sucks that, that Peter's gone. But you know, what we can do is we can just appreciate what Peter brought to the Star Wars community and you know we have something in the movies and you know if you've ever met him before I'm sure you have an autograph or a picture and just remember him in everything that that you have and that's part of the reason why I'm a huge collector of autographs and things like that because we're all going to pass along at some point and it's the experiences not the physical sheet of paper or 8x10 or action figure that matters it's that experience and it's meeting them and remembering that experience and like I said I met Peter multiple times and sat across from him at the dinner table and it was a complete shock to me when I got the phone call and saw online that that Peter had passed and um, to Peter's family and friends we you know from everyone here at Twin Sons we just want to send along our sympathies and condolences and you know we're we're right there with you and and we definitely are going to miss Peter at all these events and and uh, conventions. 
And if you're feeling like you want to put out a positive light in this sad news, um, the Peter Mayhew Foundation has come out with a memorial challenge coin that has been designed by his family, um, and 100% of the proceeds are going to his foundation, which does everything from helping families that are trying to receive transplants, um, helping them financially, and helping animal rescues uh, care for abandoned animals. and. Uh, get these guys ready for adoption. So it's a beautiful foundation um, started by Peter Mayhew. So definitely if you want to contribute to that, that would be a good way to honor him. Yeah. And I just want to say too, just as a final thank you um, to Peter, for those of you who follow me or know about me, I have a big party that I, well, I used to have it every year, but it's called Fight for Con, and one year Peter was nice enough to do a quick Fight for Con promotional video for my event, and um, I one day gave him a patch and everything, and he was so excited that he got a Fight for Con patch, and he said he was going to put it up in his you know patch room and everything at, at his Texas home, and that made me feel good. And and Peter was just such a, a great guy and definitely somebody that the community is going to miss. So the force is with Peter always. So after a couple years of nominations, the Star Wars show has finally received its first Emmy and it was for their Arrested Development um, with Ron Howard episode. And it was in the Outstanding Daytime Promotional announcement topical category oh that's a long category <laughs> um but, but congratulations to them every week the star wars show brings us so much joy and often our first look and first knowledge of the star wars news and i know we here at twin sons enjoy it very much so congratulations to you guys yeah and if you've either been to celebration or even if you haven't i'm sure you've seen the live stream right and that's a lot of the same people the people that put on the live stream and and you know host that stage and make that a thing those guys are incredible they literally are incredible and i've been to lucasfilm i've seen their set and i've been around them preparing andy gutierrez is absolutely phenomenal and they deserve every second of this i actually well they, they recently did a, a thing online, actually, where if you were at Celebration, they sent you an email and you could buy some, you know, T-shirts or other merch from the Star Wars store that uh, if you missed out or whatever. And um, there was a long sleeve black Star Wars show shirt that I was like, oh, I don't remember seeing that at the store because to be honest, I don't even know if it was there and it's possible it was and I just missed it. But I got it, and I'm I'm so excited for the Star Wars show and everyone that makes that show possible, and I am super excited when my Star Wars show shirt gets here to to rep it and and support them. And a special congratulations to past Twin Sons Outpost member Amanda Jean. I don't know if you guys remember a little show we used to do here called Jawa Roundup, and she was a co-host on that with Eric. So congratulations to her. I'm so happy that she gets to work on the show and that it got an Emmy. So that's Woo! huge for her. Yeah, awesome job. <laughs> Very exciting. May the 4th was recently at the beginning of the month, and this is obviously one of the biggest days for Star Wars fans. 
May the 4th be with you. And Star Wars fans celebrated worldwide this unofficial holiday, um, unless you live in Los Angeles, where it's an official holiday in Los Angeles. But what you do, Jesse? What what happened on May the Fourth for you? Anything exciting? Unfortunately, no. Ah, <laughs> I had to. I know it was a bummer. I had to work, and it just you know it just was a very non Star Warsy day for me. We had stuff going on at night that we just couldn't fit Star Wars into our day. But it was quite funny. Later in the week, one of my friends at work, he like ran around the corner, found me, and was like, I never said may the fourth be with you. I need <laughs> someone I should have said that to. So here it is now. And I was like, Ugh. I was like, well, thank you, because I did nothing. So at least I have this interaction. <laughs> it was almost like that person was upset that they didn't say anything to you. You know, like right. it was on their mind for a while. We do so much Star Wars talk at my work, which really makes the day go by. Yeah. Um, love it. So that was at least one little <laughs> moment I had, even though if it wasn't on the day of. Yeah. Well, normally, I mean, we've hung out on May the 4th before and done some shopping and made some Star Wars themed food items and things like that. But uh, this year we were in totally separate states. I was in Nebraska of all places. I've never been in Nebraska before this year. But I was out there for a trip for um, my friend, my other friend, Jesse, his wedding, which was absolutely incredible. Um, Jesse was my first ever Star Wars friend. I met him in 2003 at Disney's Hollywood Studios for Star Wars weekends. And um, every year after that, we would always try and meet up at weekends. And I was 13. He was probably 11 or 12 at the time. And he had his wedding on May the 4th and it was great to be out there and support him and be there for his wedding him and I actually got into a lightsaber duel on the dance floor and I totally got my butt whooped but I feel like because he's the groom that should be allowed so I'm just gonna put that out <laughs> there let you win Jesse we'll see you at my wedding whenever that is um and uh that was very exciting and um, they played, they had Star Wars playing in the hotel room, which was really cool, and they had the light side and dark side themed drinks at the wedding, which was awesome, and the day before the wedding, my parents and I actually went to a, um, a big jewelry store called Borsheim's, and, I, you know, when my parents were like, oh, hey, we're gonna go to this jewelry store, it's in Omaha, Nebraska, I was like, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, so we get there, right? And we're looking around and my mom's looking at things and my dad, he just really wanted my mom to see this jewelry store. And it's not that I was bored or anything, but I was just like, this is jewelry and watches and <laughs> things like that. And my dad's like, well, maybe we'll find some Star Wars stuff. I'm like, yeah, right. Unless like Nixon watches or Invicta or whatever Invictus right. is there. Like, I'm not going to see anything. So we're walking around and all of a sudden we get to the Swarovski like area. My dad's like, didn't Swarovski do Star Wars stuff? And I was like, no, no, they didn't do Wait, I see Darth Vader over there. And so we walk <laughs> over and they have pure crystal, BB-8, C-3PO, a Stormtrooper, R2-D2, and Darth Vader. And there is a Yoda, but they didn't have it there and um whoa yeah and it's just made out of pure crystal the vader was like 500 plus dollars 
And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing. <laughs> and my birthday is May 8th, and it was May 3rd at the time. So my dad's like, yep, we'll uh, we'll take one of the R2s. Happy birthday. And I was like, holy crap, like this is the oh coolest my God. thing. Yeah. So that I got a, awesome. I got an R2-D2 pure crystal for my collection, which I'm very thankful for and very excited about. Ah, oh, that sounds amazing. What a cool surprise. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Very excited about it. And it's proudly displayed in my treasure room right now in my curio cabinet with the light shining right down on it. Ooh. So you can see all the, you know, the light going through it and everything, which is which is great. Two Star Wars legends are being honored as a Disney legend at D23. We have John Favreau, who has been in the Disney world for a long time in Marvel. Um, he's also been Pre Vizsla, the voice of Pre Vizsla in Star Wars. He's been the voice of Rio in, in Star Wars The Clone Wars, I should specify. Um, he's been the voice of Rio in Solo, A Star Wars Story. And he is executive producing, as we all know, The Mandalorian for Disney+. Plus. Um, so he is getting honored at D23. And, of course, the legend James Earl Jones, the voice of Vader, is also being honored because Vader. Because <laughs> <laughs> Vader. Yeah. I'm so excited for both of them. And these are two heavyweights. You know, these guys deserve it. And, you know, I don't know if they... I haven't seen anything as far as, like, live streams or anything. But I am going to be glued to my computer just in case there is uh, for the for the ceremony for this. Yeah. It's awesome for them. I mean, James Earl Jones has... It's just surprising to me that he's just getting this now because he's just a legend. Right. In in general since the 70s, I would say. So <laughs> Yeah. Well deserved, boys. And some of the biggest news is that we now know when there's going to be more Star Wars. It's very exciting. Yeah. Like this was one of those things where it was like, okay, well, Disney bought them out and then there was all these rumors, oh, it's going to be a while before we're having Star Wars because Solo tanked at the box office and rah, 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 Grinch. But, um, <laughs> nope, we're getting more starting in 2022 and then every two years after that. So 2024 and 2026 as well. So very exciting there. And it was also announced that the first Star Wars movie, which is 2022, is going to be the movie from D.B. Weiss and David Benoff, who are the Game of Thrones um, directors. So they are going to do the first one, which I'm very excited about, and I cannot wait for these. I don't know a ton about this. I don't think any of us really do. Some people were saying, oh, yeah, it's going to be a, a new trilogy. But I don't, I don't think I ever read anything that said it was going to be. Did you? You know, not with this particularly. I know they gave Ryan Johnson mm -hmm. a series. Did they not? They said, wasn't it supposed to be multiple? Like, a, didn't they give him his own trilogy? I thought, am, I, am I making that up? I thought Ryan Johnson and both Ryan Johnson and D.B. Weiss and David Benoff were going to get multiple films okay or yeah. or like you said a series meaning like maybe tv i don't know but right but um 
to me, they just said, okay, here's here's the the years for three more movies, and D.B. Weiss and David Benoff are going to do the first one. That doesn't say, here's a trilogy. Like, I would love to see right. maybe, so like, for example, 2022, I'm just going to throw this out there. It hasn't been confirmed or anything like that, but I'm just going to say, let's say 2022 is a movie on the Old Republic, right? So mm-hmm. then that could be Old Republic, whatever. And then 2024 could be, like, Solo 2 or something, right? And then 2026 mm-hmm. could be the second, you know, like, the new part trilogy. two. Or it could be, it could kick off a new trilogy. It could be part two of the Old Republic. It could be, it could be anything. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm just throwing stuff out yeah. there. I'm thinking the D.B. Weiss and David Benoff thing will likely be a standalone that's just since they're the very next one that's going to be coming out the way things have been going lately it's been standalone trilogy standalone trilogy mm-hmm. um i'm sure things are going to change because now we're done with the the actual skywalker skywalker saga so who knows right. how they'll work their new trilogy but but i bet you that will kick back off with a standalone um yeah. Okay. And do you, what do you think it's going to be about? I like, have no are, idea. So we have three more movies coming up. <laughs> the thing that sucks about this is that we have to wait from 2019 to 2022. And that seems like, for us now, it seems like a long time. But if you think about it, like, between 1999 and 2002, that was three years. That was the length of time between episodes one and two. So... And same thing with all the original trilogy movies. It was three years between films and the prequel trilogy. So we were spoiled with a Star Wars movie coming out every year. And now it's <laughs> going to be, you know, three years from 2019. And then it'll be every two years. So we're in a golden spot, um, despite having to wait three years. We are. And if... I feel like we can expect The Mandalorian to surpass one season. So even if it's just a short, like, three-season thing, we'll at least have that to hold us over to the next movie. Yeah. Mandalorian, Resistance, Cassian and K2. Oh, yeah! Yeah. See, there's plenty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Plus, we're going to have season seven of Clone Wars somewhere in there. Right. So there's going to be a ton of stuff. I don't I don't think that we're going to be deprived in the slightest. But I think it'll be interesting to see the subjects, the subject matters for the the next 3 films. And I really hope that they expand on some stuff that we already have. Like everything that we've gotten is great and I cannot wait for new stuff if the rumor about the old republic film or series of films is true i'm all about it i cannot wait for it but at the same time right i would love to see what happens in solo like i want to know i want to see kira get off that ship on dathomir and come face to face with darth maul like i want to know how everything plays out with that i want solo to be a trilogy really really bad yeah um (laughs) but i think I think you do probably have a good chance of the David. I'm so terrible with the two of their names. D.B. Weiss and David Benoff. Right, with the D.B. Weiss and David Benoff series, or not series, movie coming up, 
and potentially being a standalone if it is Knights of the Old Republic to me that wouldn't be like a far stretch from the Game of Thrones feel Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like knights and things and old timey kind of back in time storytelling that would, would make sense if they get that one to me Okay. Yeah. It feels Game of Thronesy. I don't know. Yeah. Regardless of how we all feel about how that ended, <laughs> not we all. Some people. <laughs> I think in the hands of Disney, anything is going to be great, and in the hands of Lucasfilm, anything is going to be great, regardless of how you feel about the ending of Game of Thrones. I'm just gonna well, put that out there. I don't think they'll let us down. Here's the thing, though. You have a story, and the story is more than just the directors. The directors right. are there to make sure that the story is told in a way that the writers and the screenplay people and everything have their vision. And I feel like with Game of Thrones, you know, I personally loved it, but I know a lot of people had issues with it, and nothing's ever going to be perfect. But at the same time, you cannot deny that the way game of thrones was shot and filmed and the acting and everything that like like visually everything looked amazing and i personally feel that db weiss and david benoff are going to do a phenomenal job with star wars i 100 percent agree i was slightly more disappointed with you in very few aspects i don't think i was disappointed as like a whole mm-hmm. but visually and and yes, everything to do with the show besides, to me, very small points is what I had complaints of. I won't get into it, but um, if everything I thought was beautiful if they would have given it a couple more episodes. I think I was totally fine with everything that happened and the way it planned out. And gosh, were those episodes visually gorgeous. Yeah. Every single one of them. Um, so yeah, I think with especially the time and the money and the power of Disney and Lucasfilm and with these guys and being able to see the beautiful work of art they created in Game of Thrones I just it just felt rushed to me and I don't think Disney will do that so I have complete faith in whatever they do for Star Wars yeah and George R.R. R. Martin he had the the skeleton of a story and and a lot of uh you know the books like the books written and everything and but it was db weiss and david benoff that really brought everything off the pages and made it what it was i think without the tv show game of thrones would not be what it is now the books are great i'm sure but db weiss and david benoff made it what it is and made it great and i think when you throw them into a situation where you already have a fan base i think it's just going to explode even more I agree. I'm really excited to see what they what they can do with Star Wars. Yeah. Well, we've spent a lot of time talking about the news, um, and we could talk a ton more about all this stuff because it's all very exciting. But um, it's about time for us to go. But before we go, let's talk a little bit about this book club that we're doing. And I'm very excited about this. It's run by my girlfriend, Amanda. And this is the first thing that she's doing for Twin Sons. I'm very proud of her. She's doing a great job. And I know we mentioned this on one of our previous shows, but we are doing Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. And we're about, I would say, maybe a little bit past halfway done. It's hard to tell by the, yeah. by the pages. And we're going to have a podcast 
designated to talking about this book, but um, just just general, Jesse, what are your thoughts so far on the book? Oh, I'm loving this book. I am absolutely loving getting in the head of Qui-Gon Jinn because he's someone that we got to spend only a very short time with, and I have always found him super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really cool to get in his head. Really, really cool because we're getting into Count Dooku's head yeah. at the time of when he was still a Jedi. So that's completely unexplored territory. And, you know, the Obi-Wan Qui-Gon relationship, at least as far as we know, is not exactly what one would have imagined from right. where we see them in The Phantom Menace. So it's just it's just been really fun to see their relationship develop. And I I'm really loving this book. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, it talks about the Obi-Wan Qui-Gon dynamic pre-episode one. And that that is really great. I, I love seeing that. And not only that, but we get a lot more on temple life, right? We get a lot more on like the different areas of the Jedi temple and how they're brought up and like what a Jedi goes through and when they get transferred to masters and things like that. And uh, there's a lot about prophecies in this book as well. So if you want to know more about Qui-Gon and, and kind of everything that he stands for in episode one and why he is the way he is, I think that you'll love reading about the prophecies and, and everything that we get in Master and Apprentice. Yeah, and if you are reading this book right now, or maybe you want to quick catch up with us, we have a Facebook group um, that is just called the Twin Suns Outpost Book Club. And every week we have a few discussion questions that we post and we just hash out our thoughts and feelings. And if you guys have your own thoughts and feelings, you can feel free to make a whole new post that we can start a discussion on. And it's been really fun so far. So come join us. Yeah, and even if you've already read the book, Join the group anyway, because we're about to um, vote on our next book. Um, I believe by the time this airs, the the poll might actually be up. So even if you've already read Master and Apprentice and you want to join in on our next book or whatever, make sure to uh, go onto that group as well and contribute. And there's other things that are posted in that page as well, like you know, um, things about upcoming books like the Rise of Skywalker um, book announcements were all posted on there and and things like that. It's just a a nice place where uh, fans can go and discuss Star Wars books and discuss things that are happening in the Star Wars universe. So it's very exciting. We'd definitely love to have you. Jesse, before we go, do you want to tell people where they can find us on social media? You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under the handle at Twin Sons Outpost. All right. And if you're looking for places to listen to our show, you can find us on iTunes. Uh, you can also find us on our website, which is www.twinsonsoutpost.com. Click on the podcast tab on the left-hand side, and you'll see all of our episodes. You can also find us on the Star Wars podcast app, which is available through the Google Play Store. So for Eric and Jesse, you've been listening to episode 140 of Twin Suns Transmission. We'll see you next time, and may the Force be with you. Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall, Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels. You've been listening to Twin Suns Transmission, an exciting show where sand gets everywhere. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Twin Suns Podcast Network. May the Force be with you, always.
Tatooine. It's controlled by the Hut. Rendezvous point on Halloween. This time you will murder to meet a king.